0: Hey guys, welcome to Get Creative. I don't know what episode this is, but I knew I do know that the date is Sunday, February 12th. The Super Bowl is currently going on right now. What's the score on the Super Bowl? Anybody can pull that up for me, please? We've got a live audience in, in stu- uh, the studio today. Shout out to Ryan Harper. Everybody give a round of applause, applause to Ryan Harper. Thank for you, Ryan. Making this happen. There he is. He is absolutely unbelievable. I love Ryan Harper. He's helped me for several years uh, from the very first moment i ever met him if you guys ever need media help running a podcast ryan what other things can you do that you can do for virtual clients what can you do for them honestly i don't know
1: everything 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 is
0: content okay everything if you guys need help building your brand shout out ryan harper ryan how can people find you brother
1: uh
0: i don't know can you hear me when i do this i can yeah again this is the whole i don't pay any i pay somebody (laughs) to do this and it's the not me that's not the button. That's not, That's the button. There it is. There it is. Uh, Harper <laughs> Belmont on Instagram. Ryan Harper on everything else. On Harper Instagram. Belmont on Instagram, guys. Go follow him. He is the man behind several brands and uh, several groups here in Dallas, but helps a lot of people all, all over the country. He helped me a lot during COVID when I was like, okay, I'm going to double down on my brand. This was nearly three years ago, um, and I had already known him for three years. So shout out, Ryan. Thank you so much. I also have Carolyn and Myron Briley. Here from Dallas, yes. in Dallas. Yes. And uh, you guys are joining me on the Get Creative podcast. Man, we had fun the last week, didn't we?
2: We really did. We really did. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you much. much.
0: What would you, what'd you learn at the property? We, but guys, to give you some context, Carolyn and Myron brought a 30-unit deal to me back in July of 2022. We ended up partnering on the deal. We bought the deal for $3 million, 3% interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and a 50-year term with a gentleman named Mo. Mm-hmm. And Mom. for the first time, I went down to the property this last week on my nine-day Texas road trip. What did you guys learn on the property?
2: Uh, that it costs a lot more than we thought it did. That's, cla- that's more, classic. More, to meet,
0: more than meets the eye. More
2: than meets the eye,
0: Everything sure. Everything costs double. Everything takes twice as long. And you make half as much money as you assumed you were going to. Yes. As long as you know that, then your expectations are straight.
2: Welcome
0: to multifamily. Welcome to multifamily. So what we found on that property, uh, so we bought this 30 unit. The property will, by the time it's done and operating, by the way, guys, we're going to be answering Q&A tonight. So whatever questions you guys have, throw them in the comments. Carly, the unbelievable ray of sunshine on my team that manages so much behind the scenes. Give her some love in the side comments as well. Um, Carly will be popping up questions on the screen tonight. And whatever questions you guys have, Carolyn, Myron, and myself will do our best to answer those. And yes, it is, uh, Tommy says, wow, a 50-year term? Mm -hmm. Yes, guys, that's what happens when you're a badass, okay? Um, Myron and the team did a great job negotiating all of that kind of stuff. So we get there. It's 30 units, Mm -hmm. Corpus Christi. The property will generate about $42,000 a month in income once it's up and operational. There are currently 15 units that are vacant, so that's not a great feeling, Mm -hmm. but that's the beautiful thing about private money. You guys, um, Are you guys ever taking on private money?
2: Absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. If if I'm somebody in the audience and I want to invest with you or partner with you, how do I reach out to you?
2: The best way I'd say to reach out to us, you can DM us on Instagram Mm -hmm. at carolyn.briley and at Myron Briley.
0: Myron Briley, yep. You don't have a dot in your name though? No dot. No dot. Got it. Okay. Do you have to like earn the dot or do you have to get rid of the dot?
2: He has to earn the
0: dot. Okay. I have to mm-hmm. earn the dot. Okay, cool. So reach out to Carolyn.Briley on Instagram or Myron. No.Briley on Instagram. <laughs> okay. And if you're a private money lender, you have deals. Today, this is what I love about you guys as sub two leaders in the community. New student joins and you decide, hey, I'm going to take a new student to a deal that I bought down in Houston, a sub two deal I bought in Houston. Yep. And I'm just going to drive him down. Chat, chat him up, show him what it feels like, smells like, tastes like to walk on one of these properties. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it change your perception when you actually like step on, on a property of a deal you bought subject to for the first time? You're like, wait, so I was able to take somebody's mortgage over on this house? This really does exist? It's not fake? For it, sure. It changes everything, doesn't it? It it's does. It's it all
2: real. The proof of concept for sure.
0: It, um, the other student that I
1: took down has not done a deal. He is just brand new, right. He started on Tuesday. Mm. I, I'm disappointed. He hasn't done a deal yet. <laughs> well, we're, we'll get him there. We'll get him there. Uh, but I said the same exact thing. Like you're going to, this house is brand new that we took over. Mm-hmm. You're going to see what it smells like. I like, that's something. It's a brand new house. It has that new house smell. Yeah. And uh, it was his first Instagram live. It was his first YouTube live and so I'm like, man, you got to get if people don't know what you want and what you're doing, you'll not you'll be just consuming. Yeah, you're taking action. Right. So it was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting um, being in the proximity of somebody that's taking action makes you realize, oh, wow, I was just overthinking all of this. This is very, very simple. Even the other day we when we made a TikTok together and I was making you guys do all these transitions. Yes. It, it was way faster than you probably thought it was. gonna Oh, be.
2: absolutely. It like broke a lock in my brain. I'm like, Oh, this is so easy. Why I'm overthinking it.
0: Really? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Same. I was like, Oh, this is all we do. We just do this and this. And
0: you that. know, what's funny is that, So uh, this is where I, as a good mentor, I, I, now I, I realize I am a good m- mentor after having other mentors of my own and going, show me dude. Uh, wait, you don't even practice what you preach. You can't show me it took me probably a good year to figure out that little flow, that flow that we came up with on the Instagram stuff. It took me a year to realize, okay, do this, then this, then this, then this, and then do this. And then da, 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 da. it took me about a year, but you guys were able to learn it in 30 minutes. Well, we had such a great teacher.
2: We did. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the cool thing about you take going on that, on that ride along. It helps people get through that process so much faster. Yeah. The cool thing is we've got an amazing group of human beings in the studio with us. Thank you um, so there. thank you guys for being the live audience. If you guys have questions, feel free to ch- chime in. Um, Carly, let's, let's pop up any questions that we have in the side chat that people have about multifamily, single family, creative finance, whatever it is. Okay, here we go. Hugo, by the way, that's the first cologne I could ever afford was Hugo Boss. Mm. So shout out Hugo Boss. Where do we find those properties that have loans that are coming due or fully owned What's the software? okay, let's go through let's go around. Anybody that has an answer in the audience, or Carolyn and Myron right here, I want to buy a sub two deal. Where's a good list and where can I pull that? Give me one answer, and i'll, I'll we'll see if we can give four or five answers for this. What's the first thing that comes to your mind. I want to go buy a sub two deal tomorrow. Where do I go? What software do I use? or do I not use software? I do use
1: software. okay, what do you use? Prop stream, okay? Uh, I think also batch,
0: but, but w- w- you go to prop stream. I go to, ba- I go to prop stream and you pull what list I pull. This is what I do. Just one list. Don't give me all of them. Just one. This is one. Of them. Well, I only do one list. Okay. It's on market, low equity on market, low equity. Write that down. Hugo, write that down. One of our favorite lists on our team is expired listings. We love expired listings. We get a lot of seller finance and sub two deals out of that. Um, Carolyn, does anything come to your mind? I know you guys are on the same team, technically.
2: Yes. So we just have... been like, he, what like he said. Basically. I mean, or we work with our sub two community who okay. that is not software at all. It's I think
0: some people call uh, their strategy DTS, which is direct to seller. But the reality is you guys are DTS, <laughs> direct to sub two student. students. Direct to
2: sub two, for
0: sure. You're 100% of your guys' business right now is actually getting deals from other sub two students. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Love it. Yes. Alejandro, Don, anybody over here? Any other places that you guys like finding sub two deals? Uh, realtors. Realtors. Okay. Is there a specific type of realtor outreach that you like to do? Do you, do? do you go real estate agents that have houses listed on the market over a certain amount of time? Yeah. 60 days plus. 60 days plus. So Alejandro Alvarez, guys, follow him on Instagram. He's an amazing leader as well. Don Rich, do you have any that comes to your top of your mind? Here, tax delinquent. Ooh, tax delinquent. I like tax delinquent. Another one that we, I'm surprised that we all looked over, foreclosure. Yep. Foreclosure well, yeah. is a money maker for sub two. So if you guys are trying to buy sub two deals, go to the foreclosure list. Now you can go to multiple places to get foreclosure list. The problem is a lot of people go, well, I don't have money. And if you don't have money, then go to your county records. How's tax? How, how's Texas for foreclosure with like county records? You guys or public record? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay cuz you guys have like you guys are a non disclosure state which means if you don't have MLS access you kind of you're kind of screwed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll
0: have MLS access you build Okay, so Alejandro you can see the back of him he has the creative cash flow hoodie <laughs> on. He says um, have a relationship with agents and then you can get that list. I say um, we use preforeclosuresdaily.com is who we use and uh, we get phenomenal foreclosure data. Foreclosures are huge. There's 600,000 houses behind on their payments right now across the country. So if people are behind on their payments, foreclosures is a great way to go. Okay? Yep. Okay. Marcellus. Oh, my gosh. What a great reference right now. Marcellus Wallace. Name that movie. Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Great job, Carolyn. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Uh, You guys remember this scene from um, Pulp Fiction? Holy shit! Alejandro's never seen Pulp Fiction. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? No, no, he Definitely doesn't. Sorry, not. that's sorry. That's uh, <laughs> you don't name yourself Marcellus Wallace unless you're referencing Pulp Fiction. So I love that. How did you score the deal in Corpus? (laughs) What made you do a deal in Corpus? It's not the most metro area, but it's also not the middle of nowhere. So Marcellus Wallace, great reference to a great movie. (laughs) Um, Marcellus Wallace, Myron, and Carolyn got that from a sub two student who had a relationship with the seller. So direct to sub two community. Mm -hmm. Again, just like they said, direct to sub two community. And the reason why we bought in Corpus is because Corpus – is um because the deal was phenomenal three percent interest for 50 years that's why um and then also it's a c-class property in an a area definitely it's like every house next to it's a million dollar home
2: yes just going there this week and getting to see that like tangible and being boots like on the ground Mm -hmm. for the property myron visited a few months back when we acquired it in august But seeing like all the beautiful properties around this multifamily and then having the ocean just three minutes down the road is amazing. It's going to do. Yeah. And then
0: also the other reason is because Mo, the seller, has another 20 unit, a nine unit, another nine unit and something else. I can't remember that he will sell to us on 3% interest, 50 year term. Yep. Exactly right. So you get you get one deal from a seller, especially somebody who is a tired landlord somebody who was managing the property himself didn't want to have a property management company, taking all, this is what I learned. This is what I learned. Okay. Cause I don't go to a lot of my properties anymore, but I learned this weekend how bad somebody like Mo or somebody like Mario, my seller in San Angelo have been treating their properties. What Here's what happens. Okay. Tired landlords are amazing. And for those of you guys that are out there acquiring properties but you're not utilizing property management, and then you don't hire an asset manager on your team, here's what's happening. People bring that cash flow in. Let's say I have 10 properties that are cash flowing $400 a month. It's like, okay, I got four grand. Perfect. I'm now going to live on that $4,000, okay? Mm-hmm. Cool, perfect. Improve your life, do all the things, but at some point, you've got to take some of your cash flow and actually hire somebody to offload all the management and be on that full time, okay? Okay. Mario and Mo, the seller, the Mario's the seller of San Angelo and Mo, the seller of Corpus Christi. Yeah. What they did is they had the properties paid off Mm -hmm. and they sucked out every single penny out of these properties and utilized it to live their lifestyle. And what happens is they've got 30 grand coming in on one property, 20 grand coming in on this one. And so they go, oh, I'm going to upgrade my personal expenses. I'm going to drive this car and then I'm going to live in this house and I'm going to travel here. Mo's house is a baller ass house, you right? You saw his house. Oh, it it's is. baller. Homeboy has his tenants up. living in absolute horrible conditions.
2: Mo money, Mo money, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and sure. they go, "Oh, you want to? Th- we we have a broken window. No problem. Let's get some clear tape and fix that broken window." Yep. Oh, they did that. That's nice. Oh yeah, they actually put tape, tape on it.
2: It's clear. Though. Well, they
0: could see through it. Yeah, oh, yeah. You could I didn't still know see there was it. tape. Disvisible. I thought it was just broken. Yeah. So he um, scotch. That's what happens with a lot of tired landlords is they get accustomed to the cash flow and they don't put a portion of it to the side for future management. And ultimately what happens is the sewer goes bad, Mm -hmm. all the ACs go bad, and all of these things go bad after 20, 30 years and they go, okay, I'm done with this property. And that's how we we got it with Mo. Mo realized, holy crap, I've been living high on the hog with all my cash flow and now I got to... Freaking repair all this stuff? No, thanks. I'm going to sell this property. Yep. He was going to sell it cash until you came along and you guys gave him a cash offer. Yeah. And then um, this was when you guys were kind of in your beginning journey. Yeah. You came to me and we had a conversation about buying it creatively, and you guys did a great job structuring that deal. Thank yes. you. Yeah. He did,
2: a, he did a badass job with it.
0: Okay, uh, Joel Jurgard, one of the most analytical people on the planet who I love. We love Joel. (laughs) Uh, Joel says, so how did the deal with Mario go? What class of property was it? Was it owner managed? What were the benefits you offered him with seller finance? Okay, so my deal in San Angelo, it's 43 units. Mario got to a point, same thing, 40, he's owned the property for 20 years and he has not replaced, the property's 40 years old, he's owned it for 20. Mm -hmm. So when he bought it, he had original cabinets, original, everything was still in the property, original ACs, hot water heaters, all that stuff. He did the same thing still. And after 40 years, never replaced a single window. He just taped the windows. Okay. Everything's starting to fall apart. Water damage. No problem. We're not going to scrape the water damage out. We'll just throw paint on top of it. Yep. Okay. A lot of that goes on for enough, enough time. And so Mario got to a point where, there were so many repairs going on about a year and a half ago. It was all kind of compounding on him that he decided I'm going to go to the property and I'm going to fire my handyman because he's going too slow and he's charging me too much money that I'm going to go to the property every weekend and skip out on spending time with my son who's 12 years old at the time. So the bunnies that we found, um, with Mario's that he's his son. When I got into the conversation, the conversation was, Well, Mario, what's going on? Like, why do you want to sell this house? He goes, Well, I, I, you know, I want to, I want to sell it. Okay. Why? Well, I want to retire. Why? Well, because I want to spend some more time with my son. Stupid question, but I asked why. He says, Well, because last, for his last birthday, he asked, Can I just get more time with my dad for my birthday? Because his dad was spending all this time at the property screwing around with replacing toilets screwing around with replacing and, and putting compound or like putty on the cabinets rather than replacing them. Right. And it got so bad that um, when I went and met with Mario, he gave me 19 reasons why he wanted to sell to me on seller finance. And none of those were the main reason why he was trying to sell the house. Remember, there's reasons and then there's bunnies. Right. right. Okay. Reasons are, I want a high price. I I'm, I want to retire. Da, 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 da. Those are all reasons. <clears throat> but the bunnies were my son asked me for his birthday to, for me to actually spend time with him. and when i got when i dug deeper with mario i said wow i can't believe that, that I, you must have you know felt a certain way about that he goes i felt so bad about it because my wife told me that he constantly says why does my dad love his tenants more than he loves me oh that's that's tough that's bunnies that's right? bunnies that's where you find the bunnies—the emotional reason why somebody's willing to sell. And so, um, the terms I offered him: uh, same same purchase price, forty-three units, three million dollars. Um, I gave him no money down, and we actually did a dating contract on that deal. So he had a tax—he mm-hmm. had a tax thing that he wanted to avoid in twenty twenty two. So I did a dating contract, which I don't talk about dating contracts that much, but essentially it's. It's a dating contract saying, hey, we're going to do an executory contract right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to convert it to a a seller finance deal where the deed comes in my name um, after January 1st of 2023. So now I am the owner. But for uh, the last seven months, I was not the actual owner on record. I was just dating Mario until the new year came around. So now I'm the owner of record. I'm on deed. And um, that's why I ended up going to the property because we're thinking about switching out management and doing all that kind of stuff. So, so that, he, he had management in place. He has a manager on site. So <laughs> he, the reason why I bought that property is because I'm also going to buy the 40 units next door. It's the same compound. Yeah. And um, it was built the same time, same builder. But somehow, some way, the, the parcels got divided. So you got 40 units here and 43 units here. Okay. So I go, Mario, I want to buy this 43 unit. And he goes, I can help you buy the other 40 units as well to make this really worth your while. So I bought Mario's for 3 million, 43 units, mm-hmm. seller finance, 3% 50 year terms. And I'm buying the property next door, 40 units for $2 million subject to, I'm taking over Ooh. their loan and I'm giving them hundred grand now and hundred grand a year for the next five years for them to walk away.
2: Amazing.
1: Did you know that I used that deal? Your San I, I told deal. Mo that I closed that deal. Great
0: job.
2: We use that as third party it, story. Yes. So for sure. I, I'm sitting at dinner the other
0: <laughs> night. Um, sorry, I'm talking so much. I apologize. No, it's okay. No, I, I, I for, man, for, this forget. is your show. Um, so I, I'm at dinner the other night, and no, okay, my boys aren't here. Zach and Chris have been traveling around with me, in Louisiana, and I'm in Louisiana, and I tell this the the bunny story, and I tell the F one fifty story, and I'm in front of like a hundred people at a real estate conference. And this lady then goes after the conference, the VIP dinner, you know, there's like all that kind of stuff. She comes up to me, she goes, I can't believe you stole that F one fifty story. And I'm like, What? What that that's my story. What are you talking about? She's like, There was another person that told the story about the F one fifty story. Yeah. And, and I was like, Tell me their name. Told me their name. Go, they're, they're my student. I tell them to take my stories. <laughs> But they shouldn't be saying F-150. They they should be saying like my Mazda Miata or my this or my that or Alejandro should be saying my Mercedes, whatever. <laughs> but I, I love when you guys take the stories. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Use my credibility. Use my deals. Tell the stories. Use the addresses. Do all that kind of stuff. And it, it helped. Yeah, totally. Because
1: Mo wanted 7% interest. F that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I go, we, we just closed one in, in San Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> San Marcos. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Whatever. San Marcos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't cool. even remember what I said, but it's like two hundred something units, and they gave us three percent interest. Mo, how can I get you to three percent interest? And he, he went from two point six million up to three. Yeah. Which he was at three million cash anyway, so he just went back up to three, and we got it. We got the deal.
0: Fifty years. Mm-hmm. Um, Don R- Don Rich and Alejandro Alvarez. How many <laughs> times do you guys get deals because of third party stories that you tell a seller? Every time? Every, time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, not even a stutter, third party stories all the time. And I, I would say, use other people's stories, take things, extract things from books, whatever it is. It's interesting that a seller will do though. Oh, that's what other sellers are doing. Cool. I'll do that too. Exactly. They'll go from 7% to 3% because you close some 200 unit deal in San Marcos. They like- got FOMO. <laughs> Great job, bro! Mm-hmm. Great job. It wasn't a lie. It was like it's not I just showed him. My, you're using no. my credibility. We're yeah. partners. You're a partner it's anyway. What's so. possible?
1: Exactly what yeah. you said.
0: Yeah. Great job. Dude. Love
1: it. Loved it. We'll Let's do, do it again. again.
0: Oh, I love it. Elena <laughs> Tang, we love you. Um, Sub two students, we love everybody. Hopefully, you guys all know Carolyn and Myron. um By the way. Carly, if you don't mind, throw, give us some more questions. But also I, I would love to see, um, Oh, this is great. How do you combat the head in the sand mindset with people with pre foreclosure? Okay. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this. Cause I could talk about this for 45 minutes.
2: How do you combat the head in the sand mindset? I mean, you
0: guys aren't really direct to seller. You guys are direct to sub two students. So you're probably not dealing with this too often. We, we deal with pre
2: foreclosures with direct to agent sometimes. Okay. And in the very beginning stages of us in business, we hit a lot of pre-foreclosures. So I did a lot of door knocking Mm. and it's very visible, the head in the sand mentality. And it's basically like there's that time, a period of like, oh, I'm okay. And then, you know, they have their head in the sand and then it comes down to crunch time where they have to make a decision or it just goes to foreclosure. But observing them and understanding just like i can lay out all the options for you Mm -hmm. but it's not my choice or i don't have control of that for you like i'm here to help present options and strategies for you to come out the other side of this right and like walk you through it or guide you help you but in the end it's up to them to make the decision right
0: so uh, my experience i have i I have a ton of experience in, um, will you guys, will you do me a favor, Alejandro? Yeah. This pink light on my right, turn that light <laughs> off. And then the pink light over there, let's turn that off right there. I'm, I feel like I got, I'm sunburned. There we go. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. We're in that, Miami. I feel, I feel like I, felt like I was in Miami. <laughs> it was lit. Just unplug it at the bottom. Yeah. Unplug it at the bottom. Thank so, you. um, okay. So here's, here's my, here's my experience in foreclosures. That i was just so i was looking better. at myself going damn i'm sunburned how about you like sex i it's do like, like my lips burn.
2: are pink anyway so you're good. um Thank you.
0: there's a phase there's a phase of foreclosure so pay attention to this um with foreclosures they will inevitably keep their head in the sand regardless of what you do and you say so two really quick stories number one Property in Atlanta, Georgia. I had a student that ended up selling me a deal. His name is Jamari. Okay, you you guys probably know Jamari, right? Mm -hmm. He calls me up. Hey, I've got a deal. I'm newer. Um, You know, I'm out for. I'm knocking foreclosures. I've got a deal. I don't know how to do sub two yet. I'm too new. Can you get on the phone with the seller? I get on the phone with the seller. I walk her through, I ask her the question. She's in foreclosure. She's about to lose her house in two days. And my, my reality, here's the answer. They don't take their head out out of the sand until like a week before they're getting foreclosed on. Mm -hmm. Okay. First and foremost. Okay. It's, it's 30% of people are so deathly afraid of it. They make a decision in the very first week of being in foreclosure. And then like 90% of people turn into not 90%, 70% of people go all the way until a week before they lose their house. Yep. Okay. (laughs) So the majority of people are going to wait until they're about to lose their house. Just understand that you're not going to overcome that without this little tidbit of story. Two of them. So Jamari Seller, I get on the phone with her. Um, Not Mercedes. Does anybody remember her name? You guys won't remember her name. but Not
2: Mercedes.
0: Not Mercedes. I'm still dealing with that. So um, with her, I get on the phone with her and I said, okay, tell me why. Like Jamari doesn't know the answers to sub two. She's a real estate agent losing her house. She's selling the house to me sub two. Mm. And I go, um, wow, you had you probably had 20 or 30 other people reach out to you. She goes, I did for the first three weeks of my foreclosure. And then they all tapered off. And the only person that even followed up with me every week was Jamari. Mm-hmm. she's like I honestly had no other person to choose other than Jamari he was the only one standing there so regardless of what he knew what he could say what he didn't know didn't bother me he said he had a solution for me and that's why I'm on the phone with you Amazing. okay I like it so I do this seller call by the way private inside of the sub two community and one of our students um so I asked her did, you, did you, so yeah you're not an under contract with anybody else no I'm not well I was about to sign a contract, but he stopped following up with me. And I go, what's his name? Do you remember this call?
2: Uh, Yes.
0: Okay. One of our students, James, didn't show up to the appointment. It was the fourth week she was in foreclosure. He didn't show up to the appointment. And he goes, she's not ready. She's, She's blah, 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 blah. Never followed up with her ever again. She remembered his name. And she said, he, he said he was going to drive up in a white van. He never showed up. He's like, you, you can expect me. I'll be there in a white van. He never shows up to the house, never follows up with her. Da, 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 da. A week later after the seller call, he sees it in the, the Zoom vault and he goes, holy crap. I could have been the one that made the $15,000 assignment fee on that deal if I just stayed on top of it and I followed up. Okay. So foreclosures are people that you got to follow up with every single week. How do I know this? Today, I'm in Dallas. I buy a sub two deal from Christian Hernandez. Yep. Okay. I'm going to end up wrapping that deal here. And I pay the seller $260 today to give me a testimonial. I do that all the time because sellers like, I don't want to be on camera. You have 150,000 people on your YouTube channel. I'm not, I don't want to be on your YouTube channel. I'm like, how about 250 bucks? And I go, sure. (laughs) So, okay, cool. That's, that's the difference between a yes and a no, no problem. So I go to the ATM, get 300 bucks out today. I give the guy $260. His name is Tomas. And I said, Tomas, why did you choose to go with Christian Hernandez? I bet you were getting hit up. And he goes, I wanted to throw my phone out the window. I had so many people calling me. 50, 60 people. And he sa- I said, so why did you, an- why did you t- end up talking to Christian? He says, because he's the only person that kept calling after week four.
2: Mm-hmm. Send the follow-up.
0: And he, I said, when you first talked to Christian, what did you say? And he says, this is a scam. Don't call me back. F you, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you said all of that? And he goes, yep. I thought it was a scam. I thought all this stuff was going on. And I said, why did you continue to pick up the phone? And he said, because Christian made me feel like he was my friend. This Guys, you'll, this testimonial is it. so good. This is all in Spanish, by the way. I had to get a translator. And he's... He was trying to speak in broken English because he didn't want to be embarrassed. He didn't speak English, but he ended up, when he got emotional and he started crying about this, he said, everything was falling on on me all around my world. My my girlfriend situation, my parents, somebody died in my family. I had to go to Mexico to bury them. Had all these things going on. The only person that was consistent and reliable in my life was Christian Hernandez.
2: That's amazing.
0: That is how you handle foreclosures. Mm -hmm. And if you've never been in foreclosure... You will continue to ask that question because you don't know what these people are going through. But I promise you that is what they're going through. They are going through turmoil, tragedy, questioning themselves. They're going through doubt. They're going through suicidal thoughts. You guys just got to remind yourself. Okay. So you have to remind yourself these people are going through a lot of stuff and this is where the opportunity is. It's like Subway doesn't sell a sandwich until somebody's hungry. Okay. There's a need, there's a desire. These people have a need. They're going through something horrible and you need to be a friend to them. And instead of thinking, how do I overcome their um, mindset? You don't overcome their mindset. You be the one person that's consistent and reliable in their life. And you will be the person standing there at the end of the transaction saying, thank you for calling me and trusting me. Even though it's only two days before the foreclosure, I'm happy to extend the foreclosure. Anybody in here has ever had to extend a foreclosure? Raise your hand. Okay. The studio audience, raise your hand for everybody. Okay. And is it always the week of yeah. the day <laughs> of sometimes three, four hours before. Yeah. Okay. That is the crap that these people are going through. So you don't overcome they, their mindset. You overcome your mindset of why can't these people get it through their thick skull that I'm trying to help them. That's not Final story on foreclosures. Do you guys care if we go a little long? Let's do it. Okay. We're here. Final story on foreclosure. When Matt Beard was in my wholesale business, we had a phenomenal door knocking team. And we did 18 sub two deals in October, 19 in November and 17 in December. This is back in like 2018, like five years ago. And it was like, we were bro, we were just knocking out sub two deals like crazy. Foreclosure and just knocking doors. I get a call from Matt Beard and he said, cause this is before Matt l- really learned how to close, right? So he would call me and go, Hey, I need you to over at this appointment. I've got an appointment. This guy's about to lose his house in three days. And I need you over here to explain subject two to it. I go, okay, no problem. I'll be there. I get there in 30 minutes. I walk in, I meet the seller and his name's Graham and Graham listens to me in sub two and that we can help him. We can extend the foreclosure. We can keep him in the house for 30 days while we work on, you know, the paperwork and buying the house sub two. He turns to me and he says, where were you 30 days ago? Where were you 30 days ago when I really needed your help? And I was going through all this turmoil. Where were you? And I said, Graham, I met you 30, 30 days ago. I was here 30 days ago. He goes, no, you weren't. And I go, yeah, I was. I was the guy that was wearing cargo shorts and you teased me about my cargo shorts. And you said, there's no way you're a serious real estate investor because people that make money don't wear cargo shorts.
2: I would tease you about the cargo shorts okay? too.
0: <laughs> but you, and he goes, oh my gosh, that was you. <laughs> that was you. And I go, yeah, Graham. He goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, and I said, Graham, you weren't ready at the time. I take zero offense to this. But I want to show you that I'm here just like I was 30 days ago. You weren't ready to listen to me then. Yeah. You didn't even remember my face. I've talked to you for the last 45 minutes about all these real estate strategies. You don't even remember the way I talk, what I look like. The only thing that triggered your memory was cargo shorts. And he's like, wow, wow, wow. And I go, all that tells me is that you've been going through a lot. And, and we're here for you. For sure. Let's solve this problem for you. So when you guys continually ask me these questions about foreclosure, about how to overcome foreclosure, you don't overcome people's mindset with foreclosure. Okay. You, you overcome your mindset with foreclosure and you need to be ultra, ultra patient with people going through foreclosure and be the person that stays in the game the longest. Every story you hear about foreclosure is always somebody solving the foreclosure 15 minutes before the house is lost. Yep. Cool. Love it. Okay. Sorry. Did anybody? Did anybody learn anything in here? Okay. Yep. Always. Don Rich and, and Alejandro should not be raising your hands at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're like we deal with this shit all the time. Okay. Uh, great question, friend Francesca Basu. How difficult is it transitioning from single family to multifamily? What do you guys have for me here?
1: Transitioning, um, it's it's a little bit of a mindset thing, you know, because. You think, oh, the three hundred thousand dollars is becoming three million or thirty million or whatever. Mm. You're adding a zero, but there's there's a lot of different stuff to learn with multifamily.
2: It's a totally different animal.
1: Totally different. Um, yes. All these crazy acronyms that they made up or whatever, right? <laughs> but um, for us specifically, it's actually not transitioning, but adding to.
2: Mm. Yes.
1: So we are still doing single family and we're adding multifamily to our portfolio. Yes. Um, but it's, it is a lot of learning. And I think the biggest thing for us is don't do it alone. Find a team to do multifamily with. Cause it's, there's a lot to it. What
2: a lot of moving parts. I agree with what you have to say.
0: Give me, give me a handful of moving parts. Cause that's, that's ambiguous to somebody that's brand new. So like, Talking to yourself a year ago, right? You guys have really picked up momentum just in the last 10 months or so. Mm-hmm. So speaking to yourself 11 months ago, if you heard, if you said there's a lot of moving parts, would you have know what that meant 11 months ago?
2: No. Give me, three, the give me three
0: moving parts that you're talking about. Uh,
2: raising capital is the one of the most major aspects Humongous. of multifamily, single family as well. But multifamily, you have to know.
0: Yeah. Like single family is like, Hey, I need 20 grand. <laughs>
2: It right. it gets it gets you in the game. It gets to, you in the
0: game, but like but when you, you're doing multifamily, it's like I need a million dollars. Yeah. Yes. In and like- and I might need another million dollars in six months.
2: <laughs> yes. So raising capital.
0: He's talking about our deal. <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> I'm talking a about a lot of deals I've touched in multifamily. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So raising capital is one of the big moving parts. What's another big underwriting? Underwriting. So underwriting in multifamily is not what you're referencing specifically. Is that People, here's how I look at comping and mult and underwriting. Comping to me is single family. I don't yes. comp multifamily. No, no. I underwrite multifamily. Correct. Yeah.
2: It's a business.
0: It's a business. You're under there. You go. Multifamily. That's that's it. It's like who's the person managing the property, collecting the rent, depositing the rent? Like my property in San Angeles specifically is that Christy, the property manager, she's been there seven years. That's part of the underwriting process. Yep. Mm-hmm. What does she know about the property? Does she understand how long has my handyman been there? Who's the one causing the problems in the in the business, right? And who's collecting the rent? Oh well, Christy is okay. Why is it that the T twelve acronym that these people made up, all these multifamily people that don't want us to be in the game? How do we keep how do we keep Myron and Carolyn out of multifamily?
2: You can't.
0: You great answer. <laughs> oh, you can't. We're gonna try and we're gonna trip them up with all these acronyms t12 and blah, blah, blah. okay so um why is my t12 messed up why is it that my income is double this month and half of what it was last month right oh well because christy decides to hold on to the deposits of all the tenants until it makes sense for her to go down to the bank and she deposits two months of rent checks to the point where the tenants thought the check had already cleared Oof. and they go, damn, I got an extra $700 in my bank account. So when she goes to deposit both of the checks the next month, those checks bounce.
2: That sucks.
0: That is part of underwriting multifamily. Why is the T12 screwed up and getting a magnifying glass to go? There is something not functioning in this business. Yes. So that's what you're talking about with underwriting. Absolutely. Okay.
2: like the whole t12 the trailing 12 You're trailing 12 the trailing 12 months
0: yeah
2: it tells a story you have Some, to figure out the story
1: something else i learned um i'll keep it short when you get a rent roll
0: don't keep it short bro this I'll, ain't no stupid ass podcast is a cool ass podcast you I'll talk as easy. long as you want
1: uh you get a rent roll and it's month to month mm-hmm. so there are no leases in place all the rents are month to month those should i say it go for it those sh- could be a lie those rents could be just whatever they made up in order to have a better NOI or a better. Money. Yeah. 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 So, so wh- month- how
0: would that benefit me? If I'm selling the property to Myron as a landlord, who's going to sell to you, I would want to package up my, my rent roll and go, these people are just month to month. Don't worry about their really low rent rate. You can replace them at any point. Cause they're on month to month. That's what you're talking about.
1: Right. So there's no lease in place. And we could say the the rent is a thousand bucks, but it's actually less. People can, people send out crappy, BS. crappy financials. I mean, the one we got was on the back of an envelope in pencil. And so he's mm, like
0: sophisticated.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm not actually going to give you correct numbers because I want this value to be, to hold true. I want it. I want to, I want my 3 million bucks or yeah. whatever. So it's a lot of due diligence. It's a lot of visiting and talking to the property manager. How do you market for tenants? Asking all the questions. What do you charge for pet rent? You know, learning how, how can I take this thing that's worth 3 million and make it worth 6 million? Right. How am I going to add more income to this business? And how am I going to less every, every time I make a dollar or save a dollar, I'm adding value on my sale. Because that's the, that's the goal, right? let's sell in five years we have the exit in in mind when
2: we acquire yes
1: if you're going to raise money you're the people that you're raising money from they want to know the life of their money they want to know what is their five hundred thousand dollars going to do how when am i going to get it back money loves speed right they want to know how fast am i going to get this return
0: yeah so i can redeploy it into another deal Mm -hmm. and amplify and magnify and all that kind of stuff um so yeah transitioning (laughs) oh thank you thank you mr brian Mr. Ryan Harper, Harper, uh, Harper Belmont on Instagram. You guys should follow him on there. And if you guys need help with your media, he's the man to do it. Um, Okay. So great question on the screen. But just to tie that up, how do I transition from single family to multifamily? Your answer is we don't. We just added it as an additional thing. Yes. Okay.
2: I think to keep it semi-short, everyone has to assess their own situation when they're looking at single family, multifamily, like what are they doing mm-hmm. for us? This is our full time. Like we're, we we do not have W2s. This is, we're investors full time. So we have to have an active income coming in right to support, put a roof over our heads, pay our bills and create money to then invest in our future multifamily deals as well. So they both go hand in hand for us.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, we were talking, I was having dinner with Alejandro and Josh Duke and, Don Rich and and uh, DFW over here. DFW, DFW I Walker. Don, Don, f- Walker. Don freaking Walker, Walker <laughs> Texas oh Ranger. So good. And we we're having a conversation about people say, "Well, should I start in single family or multifamily?" And my argument is that sing. This is a great. This is a great analogy. You guys ever read Atomic Habits?
1: I, I haven't read it. No. Okay, okay. So
0: there's there's this story in there. Okay, about a photography class and the professor goes to his students and he says i'm going to split the class up into two groups the quantity group and the quality group mm. okay quantity group and the quality group you guys are going to be judged on the quantity of photos that you take this semester and you guys are going to be judged on the quality of the photos that you take this semester so at the end of the year the quantity people get straight A's. They do a great job. Tons of quantity, tons of quantity, tons of quantity. The people with the quality photos, surprisingly, did not get straight A's. When they compared the quality group and the quantity group and figured out who actually had the better photo, who actually had the better photo? The the quantity people had a higher quality photo. Why is that?
2: Because they took more photos. They more took practice. more
0: photos, more mm-hmm. practice, more mistakes. Mm-hmm. They learned the mechanics. They went through that. They were in the dark room, you know, printing out film and messing with things. And they saw, oh, I don't like that I did that. I don't like that I did that a lot more often. So the wh- the reason I bring that up is because I believe people that start in single family do more multifamily than people who start in multifamily do multifamily. Yeah. Because the single family people gain the traction, the credibility, the exposure, the mistakes, the, uh, the credibility, the, the resources, the relationship that you need to compound your growth in multifamily. And people will ask me, man, why you just took off in multifamily? Like, cause it was like a rubber band on the single family stuff. I was, I was pulling, 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 pulling. And then I launched once I got into multifamily Mm -hmm. It made everything easier. And so people that. Look at multifamily as this sexy, amazing object. I really like what you just said. Is that you have to assess your own individual situation? Multifamily, by the way, that thirty unit the, that we own together—have you guys gotten a paycheck on that yet? No, we have not. Have I gotten a paycheck? No. Okay, we will both make millions of dollars on that asset over the lifespan of that that project. But um, what you'll get this year is that we'll do a we'll do a um, cost segregation. You guys will get. a a loss on your k1 this year which will be really great you'll save some money on taxes but you won't get a paycheck until probably end of this year right and so that's the thing that people lose sight of on multifamily as well is that you have to assess your individual situation do you need to pay your bills next month yep yep you got babies right yep we need to pay bills tomorrow right you guys got you still have diapers Mm.
2: here and there maybe every once in a while
0: night diapers okay night diapers okay got 90s love it so you still have things to pay for so you look at a multifamily as I'm going to buy these things that I don't have to worry about. Um, essentially, it's kind of like retirement and compounding your wealth, but your single family stuff is what's actually paying your month to month bills, right? Correct. Yes. Wholesaling, fixing and flipping, creating wraps. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know Alejandro is going to help you guys on a couple of your wraps because yes. you guys have like stacked up a bunch of properties you're sitting on that you guys got to go out and wrap.
2: Yeah, we just had two back-to-back three. signings. <laughs> uh,
0: isn't that great to be part of a community with people like Alejandro Alvarez?
2: Absolutely. We love it. Absolutely. We're, oh gosh, we're very dude. grateful. My gosh. Okay,
0: so there's the single family, uh, multifamily. Hi, Vina.
2: Vina. Hi, Vina. Vina Jetty, love you. Love you.
0: Um, This is great. Edith Medina. Actually, can we go back, Carly, to the question about their roles and the, the role-playing that they do with each other? I mean, the, we, how they divide we... each other's roles. Okay. Sorry.
2: Like this is a whole nother podcast.
0: I, I misspoke. Um, I'll jump into that. I don't know who asked the question, but the the question was, how do you guys in internally yep. um, decide who does what? And and I want I want you to give me a thirty second answer of today. What do you guys now do? But then I also want to hear a couple of the fights that have happened Ooh. about who is stepping on whose toes and how you had to go through through some bullshit. <laughs> Where it's like, you're, hey, you're in my territory. I want to mm-hmm. hear all. I want to hear all that. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Where um, are we now? Really quick. And what's the bullshit
1: you had to go through? Yep, yep, yep. Really quick. Uh, I'm mainly doing single family uh, agent outreach. We have six other sub two students calling for us, and a couple other non students doing outreach as well. From the Elephant Challenge. From the Elephant Challenge. Exactly yes. right. Elephant Challenge has actually changed our life. Thank you so much um and they just bring us single family sub two deals low equity deals um as far as stepping on toes i full disclosure this is what i do carolyn please help and sometimes (laughs) things get met sometimes things get missed yeah i also miss things but sometimes things get missed or or like give me give me
0: something like you didn't underwrite it properly you didn't you there's no con the contract didn't get signed because there's only one signature, like it's,
2: what uh okay, contract stuff sometimes. Sometimes like I'll be going through my email and he's like, oh, you gotta sign that contract. Okay, shit, I missed it. Um, like twelve hours later. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? This is fun. I'd say it's more not so he's more he's integrator. My night. <clears throat> He's integrator stuff. So underwriting and everything, he's got that on lockdown. I fully trust him with that. And when he hands off stuff to me, it's a lot of like the things that he has all the full context of and I don't have the context. He's like, I've done 99% of this and here's this. And I'm like, okay, now I got to go figure out all this stuff that you did to finish the puzzle. Right. So like, okay, I can set up utilities. I can do all the little like admin stuff because I'm more the multifamily. I'm working stuff off the elephant challenge and doing multifamily stuff, but I'm also doing like calls here and there, whatever I need to fill in the gaps. And I'm also running after two kids. Yeah, I was just
0: going to say that. I was going to also say that. For a lot of... of, With love. I want to give you kudos for that just for a second. So I'm at dinner the other night and this lady comes up to me and she says, I just want to let you know that I have been waiting for 15 years for mm-hmm. my children to turn 18 and leave the nest to finally focus on my real estate business. And after watching your wife breastfeed on um, this thing, and after watching Carolyn on the elephant challenge, it made oh, wow. me. She said that. Oh, yeah.
2: That makes me want to cry.
0: People see you on the elephant challenge. That's sweet. She said it, ins- it inspired me to not wait any longer. Oh, wow. So I just want to let you know, people watch. They, okay. they notice those. What's things. What's
2: her name? I need to give her a hug.
0: Um, I'll I'll find out. Okay. It was a it was a dinner that I stopped by and and it wasn't my dinner. It was a dinner somebody asked me to come into and like say hi and sit, take photos with people. That's amazing. So that's really
2: yeah. sweet. Thank yeah. You. So
0: somebody from the Elephant Challenge, a non-student, that noticed you and was like just watching you from the last one that we did. Um, by the way, guys, if you're if you are um, not aware of this, the Elephant Challenge starts back up this coming week. I have Bo, our multifamily underwriter, coming in and teaching more underwriting and doing a lot of fun things. Um, So, did you guys ever fight about your roles?
2: Absolutely. We still go through. Like, what does that
0: look like? Who's the more angry one of you two? Me. She's definitely Like, who's the one that drops the cuss words, like, first? Definitely her. Okay, definitely her.
2: He's, like, cool, calm, and collect. We very much balance each other out, but Mm. I'm, like fiery spicy like
0: and he's the cool calming water i have exactly. to be
2: like don't f with this man because i will come for you
0: oh right
2: and he's like whoa, whoa, whoa. you know <laughs> just chill i'm like you know anyway so wh- where,
0: where where were times where you stepped you did you ever step on his toes in any of his responsibilities in the business
2: yeah and for what sure. give
0: me find, find one in your brain go back go back in time i want to hear about a fight
2: um silly stupid crap like did you pull that list did you pull that list that I need for this person or like, and it would me,
0: turn into a fight
2: and it would be like, why? Like, let me do my shit. Like, yeah, yeah. let me do my thing. Or.
0: Isn't that funny about like how, when you're married, like you could take <laughs> advice, you could take criticism from like anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you hear it from the person you love the most, it's yeah. like, I'm going to freaking strangle you. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's like, Hey, I need you to make these calls. And it's like, <laughs>
0: oh, uh, uh, excuse you me, you do
2: like, I know how to make calls. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me what to do. But, <laughs> it,
0: but it's I wish like, I was there as like a fly on the wall when this is happening.
2: I think that's it's a normal thing for couples. Oh, Laura especially. And I do, do yeah.
0: this, all, yeah. All it's the time. like
2: you have to you have this pre existing marriage relationship emotions, and then you have a new layer. Like we started both of us from scratch. Real estate dumped on
0: us. Yeah.
2: Entrepreneurial, like pay pay for your bills. You don't have a job anymore. Yep and it's like you got laid
0: off right no we i quit. quit oh you quit what were, what were you doing? i remember this our history is an interesting history
2: well
0: <laughs> oh, you guys won an instagram giveaway that i did where i was like come spend the day with me driving around arizona yep and we, we got to have a, a great that was a year and three months ago i think something like that november of 2021 no, it
2: was august of 2021
0: oh wow is that long ago yeah holy moly life august. goes by fast august. yeah dude you definitely had diapers no back september then. Yeah. september sorry Okay, so um, how, how is it how is it working for? Okay, what's been most surprising thing about multifamily for you guys? Ooh, Vina Jetty asked the question. Ooh,
2: um,
0: surprising. Um, here, I'll, I'll let me say a couple things, and you guys okay, spark thanks. some ideas for you guys. Um, looking at multifamily, I I remember as a contractor, I would go do um, repairs on other people's multifamily properties. And I thought the biggest challenge was the property itself. Like the property looks daunting, physically daunting. Oh my gosh. But then you realize the most daunting thing is the thing you don't see, which is, I tell people all the time, multifamily is not about real estate. Multifamily is about raising capital Mm -hmm. and understanding Reg D, Reg A, Mm -hmm. Reg CF, securities violations, all of these types of things, which is like 80, 90% of what you actually deal with before you own the property. That was the most surprising thing for me because most of the multifamily I owned um, was 30 unit here, 15 unit here, all creative finance that I didn't have to raise capital and, and worry about securities violations. Then when you get into multifamily, it's like, okay, make sure your securities attorney is your best friend. And like the other night, I went to Nobu with Vina Jetty. It was one of the most, that weekend, at this mastermind, was, wasn't this last mastermind one of the most magical weeks of your it life? It really
2: was. It was incredible. It was like life changing again. For me too. Mm-hmm.
0: Unbelievable. So I went to dinner. Then after everybody had gone home, I had Vina Jetty, Brad from a e By the way, Brad from a says to me the other day, he says, Vina Jetty was made for TV. He's like, I want to figure out how do we get Vina on your TV show for an episode and see if we can figure out how to do a spinoff with just Vina Jetty. Oh, that is going to be so dope. I haven't told her that yet, but I'll tell, I, I'll, I'll tell, you, <laughs> I'll tell you about it tomorrow, Vina, when I see you. Um, so that was a big thing that was surprising to me when I got into it like really deep. I was like, wow, okay. So building a brand is very, very important, not only for getting deals, but when you want to go out and raise capital. Like When I bring you guys up and I put you on my stage, Your ability to raise capital is amplified.
2: Absolutely. For sure.
0: Right. So brand was super important. And I didn't realize how important it was to multifamily. Because single family, you can go out and crush single family without having a brand. In multifamily, when you want to go raise 10 million, 15 million, 20 million dollars, you're competing with people that have brands. The Brandon Turner's, the Tim Bratz of the world, Vina Vina Jetties of the world, Brad Sumrocks of the world, Grant Cardones of the world. They have brands that people recognize and when they go to you know throw out an offering and say hey we've got a deal that we're working on that's who you're competing against
1: i talked to a guy a couple days ago he said i invested in grant's thing i'm like well how much what's the return he's like i don't even know well how much are you like what do you think you're gonna make i don't i don't even know so he invested with grant just because of his name
0: that was it all day long Mm -hmm. all day long i i had uh I just invested 150 grand in a guy, in a company called Gravy Stack as a as an angel investor, and I, I'm I'm obsessed with what they're doing. Go look it up. If anybody wants their kids to have a bank account and financial education, Gravy Stack is unbelievable. Herbal. But people are like, "Why did you invest in that?" I go, I didn't invest in the company. I invested in the the jockey, not the horse. Same thing with Dan Fleischman. Yes. He has a new company, and I cut a hundred thousand dollar check for that. And I was like, "They go, man, you don't even drink coffee." I go, "Yeah, but I believe in Dan Fleischman." Right, I and his brand, and he's has the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. So brand, 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 brand. So raising capital, how important it was, and how important brand is to raising capital were probably the two most surprising things in, in multifamily for me. What about you guys?
2: I'd say pretty on par with what you said. Just the intricacies of making sure your shit is straight when you're mm-hmm. setting up, structuring a deal, making sure your investors are taken care of, just. You you want to put, you do put them at the top level, the top tier, to make sure they're taken care of. So you want to make sure all your di- I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. And probably another thing for me was just like the um, layout of everything, the GP structure. Yeah. The GP structure of everything and how that moves around so much throughout the whole process of the transaction. Yeah. Because the GP structure that we just went through on a 40 unit – like that changed from the day one to closing
0: day. Like there was based on your ability to raise capital, based on timelines, based on partners, their involvements, emotions. Oh yeah. What people are trying to accomplish. There's so much emotions, more jockeying going on for sure in a multifamily deal than a single family deal. Single family is like it's cookie cutter. Yep. It's very yeah. simple. What about you, Myron? Do you got anything surprising? It, it, it was tell it, me say all the acronyms that all these multifamily people make up it it was that it was the acronyms for sure <laughs> like what vina
1: vina at the ma- we had the pleasure of you had vina present at the mastermind and she said stuff i never even heard of but what i thought was cool was raising money and making your own fund mm-hmm. i thought that was so using your own fund to help other operators oh the fund of funds fund, fund of fund. funds yeah that blew my mind I, I tell
0: it. I tell people all the time, if you want to get started in real estate or you want to get started in multifamily, go fund-to-fund strategy first. The problem with fund-to-fund structure goes back to what I was saying, which is brand brand and raising capital, right? So do you guys, know, anybody in here not know what fund-to-fund is? Raise your hand, be honest. Uh, okay, <laughs> only a couple of people. So fund-to-fund for anybody in the audience, just quickly, is like, I've got a 587-unit deal that we're uh, closing in Houston here in the next couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, hundred million dollar deal. Mm, holy moly! Yeah, I, I will. I will own a significant portion of that deal, which is ma- massive. Like most of the time, if you're a GP on a deal, you're like ten percent, twenty percent of the deal. This will be a deal that I probably will end up clo- uh, being owner of close to sixty percent of the total deal. Wow! Which is a it's a big That's deal. That's incredible. Seller, fi- seller finance invo- involved. It's just an unbelievable great structure of a deal. But um, mic drop. That is. Balling. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so this deal, um, you go look at that and um, if I was going to raise $10 million for that deal, somebody else comes to me and says, well, how do I get involved in that deal? Well, you can't raise $10 million, but you could raise maybe half a million or a million dollars. And so why don't you go bring a million to the table? That way I only have to raise nine. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you go create a fund. And your funds business is investing in other people's funds, which is a fund of funds. So you don't have to find the deal, structure the deal, operate the deal, manage the deal. And none of that stuff has to come from your side. And you get a slice of the actual deal, which is nice by raising the capital. So fund of funds is a really great way um, to to get into multifamily. And also, last thing we'll say about this. I think it's funny. Multifamily people, this was a very surprising thing for me. Multifamily people are very posh. Okay, they think they're so smart and so fancy. So like when you go to a whole <laughs> when you go to like a wholesale seminar, people are wearing like backwards hats <laughs> okay. Jeans are appropriate, close up. yeah, jeans are appropriate. Button in a, up on in a whole in a wholesale seminar, jeans are appropriate. a, a yeah. hoodie is appropriate. A multifamily seminar it's like if you're not wearing a suit or a sport jacket, it's like people are like, oh, how did you get in here? right? right? I just
1: got the free tickets.
0: Yep. Somebody gave you, yeah. yeah. This is not what you wear to a multifamily seminar. You just put
2: a multifamily on top of that.
0: Yeah, there you go. So um, that was an interesting thing. The demographic of people in multifamily is very, very different um, and a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more rude, rough around the edges, a little bit more posh and arrogant. And I look at the multifamily world as somebody who came from the single family world, trying to get into that multifamily world. And um, I feel lucky that I use creative finance to penetrate the multifamily world because I was able to bypass all those assholes. And now I own most more units than most of them. But a lot of the, these guys tried to block me from being in their world because they're like, oh, no, 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 you're a single family guy. You just, going to you stay over there? Mm. And it was a, it's a very much a boys club in multifamily. Mm-hmm. It's a very tight knit little like, and they all, Sorry for anybody that's in multifamily listening to this, but there's a lot of backstabbing in the multifamily community. Jealousy, envy, greed, all sorts of stuff. Oh, he shouldn't have bought that deal. And it's there's so many, there's so little transactions happening in multifamily compared to single family that multifamily people actually track what other multifamily people are doing. They know. In single family, Dude, nobody. There's so many transactions going on. There's no possible way that any single family investor has the time and energy to worry about what another single family investor is doing. I heard an
1: interview with Grant that Grant Cardone that he tracks when he buys uh, a complex, an asset. He tracks who else bid on it,
2: Hmm. so he can sell it to them.
1: So he can go back when he's done. He's whatever. He's like, hey, uh, uh," he has his buyers. He already has his buyers lined up. So even that, even lining up who. Who else bid on the deal? It's a lot That's less crazy.
0: operators, a lot less operators. And it, it's a it's a little country club. Yep. And so once you get to a certain Welcome to the Country Club, by the way. Seventy doors in the last twelve months. Congratulations. Thank you. Seventy doors. Thank you. Carolyn and Myron, proud of you guys. Thank you. Chris. Um Thank you. by the way, you guys it's because should because of you. It's not because of me. You guys Definitely I, it's because I, you. I opened some doors for you. You chose to walk through them. It was because sure. you moved your own two damn feet. Okay. In your cute grandma shoes. And
2: they're fairly really cute.
0: Okay, Um, Carrie Ann, do you find that in working with agents, you go back to those who understand and help their sellers repeatedly? How do you build those relationships? Myron, that's more of your. Close a deal.
1: Close a deal with an agent and it does everything for you, right? If you say you can close the deal and then you don't, then you just you've basically ruined that relationship, in my opinion. So you can say everything you want to the agent. But once you close the deal, that is how you get them coming, bringing you more deals. Concept,
0: yeah. Yep, I mean, Proof I mean, of that's concept. Pretty. That's it. Love it. Um, hey, Pace in the sub two mentorship. Can you show us how to create a real estate hedge fund for our capital raising for multifamily? Yes, we have multiple zooms on this actually in the zoom vault. So go in there. Uh, Vina also promised. I'm going to hold her to it. Vina promised to come into sub two mastermind and, and deep dive in the fun to fun stuff. So we have a zoom Yay. coming up with her, which will be good. Amazing. Uh, Twins media. I have a 10 unit, multi-unit deal. How do I get it funded with the Morby method? I talk to DSCR lenders. I don't have experience with rentals. Maybe a partnership. Yes. So this is, um, you guys hear me talk about Gator. One of the things that I do with Gator, my Gator lending business is, is sponsoring people's loans. So people will come to me and they go, I've got a deal. It needs the Morby method, but I can't get qualified for a loan because I have no experience. And I go, no problem. I'll sponsor you, but I need to be a 50% partner. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's part of Gator. Gator is not just lending on EMD and doing those kind of things, but Gator is also utilizing your resources of being able to sponsor somebody's loan. So yeah, I would choose somebody to, to sponsor you. My company does sponsor people's Morby method deals, um, but I no longer do it for people that are non-sub-two students. I only want to operate with sub-two students. So if you need a deal sponsored, email molly at pacemorby.com. If you're not a sub-two student, please do not send that email. Go find a sub two student. They'll help you out. Go find somebody that's um, being trained on Gator and they're a sub two student. That that way you can trust them and you know they can help you out and they have access to additional questions. Um, Cooper, landing fishing guide. Oh, dope. Are there roles you wish you could outsource or, oh, this is a great question. Mm -hmm. Great question, Cooper. Are there roles you wish you could outsource or hire that you or other uh, may not be good at or just need off your plate? Yes. Name one multifamily underwriting multifamily. I'm working on it. I'm trying work.
2: That's yeah. That's on lockdown. I'd say. Um, well,
1: I'm talking to everybody sure. now.
0: <laughs> right now. The, what could you outsource?
2: Right off the top of my head. And it's very silly. Just like follow up stuff in my emails. Hmm. Emails or like DMS or just like clearing my inbox. Let me stuff. ask you a question. Uh Oh,
0: if, if, you hired somebody that was three thousand dollars a month. Shit. Okay, yeah. which is scary.
2: That is very scary. Because
0: this is like we talked. I was talking to Alejandro about this on the drive over here. What I've always wanted the sub two mentorship to be about is way more than just creative finance. I've always wanted it to be all about business in general, right? And what will happen is you will repeatedly run into the mental roadblocks in your own mind. So you guys have done sub two deals, seller finance deals, single family, multifamily. You've done flips. You've done all these things. You've overcome so many scary things. And now you've grown comfortable, but you're still afraid to hire another human being. Right. Okay. So let's let's think about this. If I found somebody at $3,000 a month for you, that their entire job was going through your emails and your DMs and following very specific rules, systems, and processes, Do you think you would make an extra $3,000 a month? Yes. Isn't that interesting?
2: It is. And this is like, we've reached a place in our business, in our business relationship, where a few months ago, it was like, no, there's even at the mastermind in June, you're like, I would be severely disappointing you if you didn't hire someone in 30 days. Well, scary. Sorry. Like we've not hired anybody. Well, it hasn't
0: been 30 days either. So
2: no, in June, sir.
0: Oh, and it it has been.
2: It's been lots of thirty days. So, (laughs) so so we're like, okay, now we're at this new place. Why don't
0: Why don't you do this? Why don't you go into Sub Two and say we want somebody local to Dallas that comes and works and helps me with my email and my DMs for a week to do a trial run?
2: Yeah, I can't
0: pay you, but I'd love I if you can find deals in my DMs. Here's the thing, too, is if you know you have people handling your DMs, you know what you end up doing? Creating more content that pushes people to your DMs. Right. So, like, right now, you know you should be creating more content. You do a great job of it. You really do. Thank you. You're one of few people that I actually watch. I watch Alejandro, too.
2: Why don't you like my shit, then?
0: I do. Because. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. I make comments on your shit all the time.
2: I know. You did. You left hearts on us the other day. Yes. I'm just
0: messy. Come on. What are you talking about? I'm just giving you. Okay. So you do a really great job. Yes. If you knew somebody was in your DMS. Yeah. Handling potential business, filtering things and filtering knuckleheads and all that kind of stuff, knowing that you could get one JV deal a month that makes you an extra $10,000, but you don't have to pay those people for the first 30 days. Mm -hmm. What, what, what would be keeping you from it at that point?
2: I don't know. Nothing. Nothing really. Is it
0: the here's here's here nothing. just taking that action? It's not just taking the action. I'm going to give you guys some tips here. It's the upfront expectation of letting that person know that you are also are inexperienced at hiring people. You know how many people's lives I've negatively impacted? Mm-hmm. A lot. And this is a hard thing to admit. I had a lot of really great people when I was in my 20s, my early 30s. I did not deserve as a, as a boss. Mm-hmm. I was not ready as a leader, our company was not financially ready, and our systems and processes were not ready. However, those people taught us a lot of lessons that moved us forward. Those people don't work for me anymore because I thought they were the problem. But the reality is I was actually the problem in my 20s and the lack of leadership and all of those types of things. Okay. I feel bad for everybody out there. I'm very sorry for all the people that I, your lives, you came and worked six months for my company and I wasn't ready as a leader and you ended up getting fired or you quit or whatever it was, but that is part of business. What I wish I did is I wish I knew, and I wish I had somebody like me staring at me and saying, hire people for 30 days and say, we've never done this before. We've never hired somebody before. We are afraid to hire you. But here's our expectations. We're hoping it turns out this way. And if it doesn't turn out this way, then let's part as friends and let's make sure we write this all down in an expectation, like a letter of expect- expectations. Would it make it easier to hire somebody at that point?
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Then that's what you do. Go to sub two and say, who want, who in Dallas? Because here's what I would suggest. Find somebody that you go, you, Carolyn, meet with once a week at Starbucks for two hours and go, here's how I handle my emails this week. Here's how I handle my DMs this week. And train them, train them, don't pay them. Just have them come and do it after hours, right? Because you'll find somebody that has a nine to five job and you'll find somebody that after their nine to five job can handle your DMS and your email. So the next morning you wake up, your emails are cleared out. They're organized. They're responded to your DMS. That's imagine what job. that would do to your business. <laughs>
2: is, it, it would be like clearing the fog.
0: So anybody in sub two right now. Yeah. Okay. So uh, sub two students, please reach out to Carolyn and say, I would do that for you for 30 days with no expectation.
2: Okay.
0: And, and what they, what they should do is go, I'm learning from somebody who has 70 doors in 11 months. I'm learning from somebody who has a, 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 you know, you've been a leader in the community. I am learning from somebody who's doing deals every single month. And I want to be in that proximity. That's my pay for the first 30 days. But if I can get, I can help Carolyn and Myron do deals out of Carolyn's DMs, then I should get paid a portion of those deals. And that's where they start getting paid. Right. Makes sense? It makes sense. There you go. I would love to pay that person. Yeah, yeah.
2: Makes my heart pound a little bit, but. (laughs) Yeah, but you got to, there you go.
0: That's how you know you got to get over it. Yeah. We have a a total of 650 employees right now. That is scary. How many? 650. That's a lot. Where are you going to be at the end of the year? I don't know. I think this is going to be an interesting year of like a lot of efficiencies and a lot of making sure we're, um, you know, you look at like Google and all these companies that had these big, big, big layoffs. They didn't have layoffs because they were losing money. They had layoffs because they hired too many people back in 2020, 2021, and 2022. And so like, okay, now this is a year of efficiency, right? So I think we're going through that as well. We had 700 employees. We Our company is doing more revenue, but we actually downsized 50 employees to be more efficient. And we found holes. We, ha- we hired a new CFO full-time. Last year, we went from having a, a controller to mm-hmm. now we hired a CFO that's multiple di- uh, triple digits a year. Um, that is now going through every department, every role, every responsibility, and it, it, making everything way, way, way more efficient. And people, some people have lost their jobs over it.
1: Is he taking the controller job as well?
0: Nope. Keep the controller. Keep yep. the controller. Yeah. CFO is more of like a strategist, right? And yeah. he'll go and he'll build relationships with banks. He'll build, build relationships so we can go have lines of credit to go and do this or conquer this or go expand here. or Hey, let's go buy a building. Why do we own this building? Why don't we do that? Very strategic. Something nice. that like somebody smarter than me in that regard, somebody smarter than Cody and other partners that I have. So, um, but yeah, I think at the end of the year, I'll probably be somewhere around 700, but I think, 2024 I'll go from 700 to like 1100 because I'll be ready for it right 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 um, cool. Vina says just an idea when you close a deal and you're just starting send a pre-written letter to, of recommendation about yourself to them and ask them to sign it for you then use this to build new relationships I love that That's really good dang Vina Always so honestly I think that's the that should be the name of Vina Jetty's YouTube channel is dang Vina dang, dang Vina. Vina every time I listen to her speak I'm like dang Vina
2: She's mind blowing.
0: She is. She's a powerful human great being. Very for her. Uh, Joel says, "Can we partner and learn to handle asset management and be on the uh, on the GP?" Joel, it's very hard to be on the GP, my friend. It's very hard to be on the GP. Um, can you partner? Here's what you've got to do. If you want to be a GP, you've got to bring a significant amount of capital to the table, or you've got to, or you've got to bring the deal to the table, or you have to operate the deal and have an operations company. Um, Being a GP is very, very challenging. Um, You guys are the GP essentially of your own little, your own little deal over there, that 40 unit deal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, But not in the classic sense of what most people would look at as a GP, right? You're just owners. You're co-owners is really what it is. Exactly right. Um, But can we partner and learn to handle asset management and be on the GP? I think if you really, Joel, I want to know nothing about asset management. Okay, I want to know. I was on site yesterday on my San Angelo property, and Jimmy comes up to me, my maintenance guys, and goes, "Hey, can I get a? I'm, I've been working at this property for seven years. How much do you think he makes a month full time? He's full time maintenance guy. Three grand, two grand, mm. <sighs> two grand. He gets paid a thousand dollars from Mario for the forty units I'm on, I own, and a thousand dollars from the other forty units. He makes two thousand dollars total. Okay." So he asked me in, in person, he goes, you're the owner. And we gave him a 300, Mario gave him a $300 bonus for Christmas. Mm. Oh my gosh.
2: Does he pay rent?
0: <laughs> no. Does he live there? No, he doesn't live there. Oh wow. He should. Lives down the road. So he says, oh my gosh, you're the owner. Is there, is, what's the process of asking for a raise? I, I've been at the same pay rate for seven years. And I said, brother, I think you deserve a raise, but I'm not the, I own the company, but I'm not the decision maker. And I look at Heidi and I go, this is the the decision maker. It's her job to run all that. So Joel, I'm going to give you a tip, build your business the way you want your business to be in 10 years from now, not 10 days from now. Mm. Okay. Don't, don't go out and learn asset management. You don't want to be an asset manager. You don't want to be a property manager. You want to go be a deal finder and a capital raiser. That's where that's the people that make the most money. The the person managing the asset, unless that's your, I could see Joel doing that because he's very analytical, but I don't know that that's really where you want to be. Do you want to manage assets? No, no, actually no. don't. I'm surprised that you didn't say hell no. Hell I didn't want to no. Oh, you didn't want to cuss?
1: Joel, I think we know Joel. He's here in Dallas. He would be great at finding deals.
0: Yeah, don't bro. Stop being analytical and finding trying to be asset management. Don't don't be an asset manager ever. Okay, what what do we, what else do we got give me what opportunity should i get with a great credit score 740 i don't, i have no idea i have not used my credit in over 700 transactions i do not know
2: a credit partner
0: be a credit partner oh you could sponsor yeah i guess we i guess i do to some degree do that so yeah you could sponsor other people's deals victor what what other what opportunity should i get with a credit score and 740 here's the problem with a credit score when you rely your business strategy on a credit score you rely on um, banks, and banks are going to limit you on how many properties you can own. And banks are also going to require you to bring twenty to thirty-five percent as a down payment. So you have you can't your credit score means jack shit if you don't have thirty-five percent as a down payment.
1: I think Victor should go sign up for our- the Pace
0: Morby Gator program. I think that's a- yeah. You could sponsor for you could be a sponsor. You could be a Gator sponsor. But I like Victor, what I would do is you get, you saw the pe- person earlier ask the question of how do I do this Morby method transaction? I would go learn what Morby method means and I would then use your, um... oh yeah, look, Sam Singh says, fund to fund is the way for me, honestly. Yeah, S- Sam, and we had this conversation at Mastermind too, is that he needs to focus on building his YouTube channel and providing value there because then he'll be able to raise more capital. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. may, am I just, am i small minded on thinking that everybody just should have a youtube channel?
2: not at all, I think people oh. think it's oversaturated when it's really not
0: oh my gosh
1: i i'm I'm battling with podcasting like getting a podcast why because i mean we're on one we're on one right now like there's so many podcasts, but I actually like I would love to have Don R- i lo- everybody here I'd love to have them on a park on a podcast with us yeah right i know a guy who could produce one
2: i love it let's do
1: it ryan Ryan (laughs) harper harper
0: belmont let's set it up
2: that kind of freaked me
0: yeah (laughs) let's set it up i for me um so the last couple of months i've been doing a random podcast okay i don't know if you guys pay attention Do you guys watch my youtube channel absolutely don't lie to me
2: i do i just i was watching the video of you getting that gift why don't you like my shit Oh, I hit, I hit, I need
0: to sign in. You need to go go. scroll back because we do. Love it, love it, love it. That was well-deserved, yes. Okay, so I've been doing just a tip for you guys. (laughs) I've stopped caring about the format of like every little thing that I do of like, it needs to be this and it needs to be that. It's just like, I'm going to do what I want to do today, okay? And um, of course, you got to get to a point where you deserve to be able to do that. But I can tell you where the best podcasts show up are the ones where I'm learning and I'm excited about the content. Mm. So if you go back, um, I've got uh, a podcast I did with um, Bo Harlson that just got posted three or four days ago. Mm -hmm. It's not really a podcast. It's just me talking. It looks like a podcast, but it's a hour and a half long YouTube video. There's no title to the podcast. It's not like the get creative podcast, right? It is literally just me talking to somebody for an hour and a half about a topic I want to talk about. So start out there. Start out like, who do I want to learn from? What are the 10 things I want to learn from Alejandro Alvarez? What are the 10 things I want to learn from Don Rich? What are the 10 things I want to learn from Vina Jetty? And just chat for an hour and a half. Just I use it know. as a way to get to know people. Don't think about it as a podcast, podcast, podcast. You know what I'm saying?
1: I think that's what I was doing, like a podcast. Yeah, we you're, overthinking. Overthinking, you're overthinking the yeah. structure
0: of it.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. Way more free-flowing.
0: Um, okay, cool. So Cassandra says, I'm a new sub two student, but I've been cold calling and trying to get deals, but I don't know what to do when I get the deal um, when it when it comes. OK, great. Cassandra, this is the great thing about being in part of a community of people that will help you. I have a studio full of people that will help you. I have two people on the screen that will help you. And we have thousand. Could you name all the students that are overly helpful in our community or is it impossible because there's so many?
2: There's so many
0: helpful ones. I'm talking helpful. about Helpful can help you get the deal across the finish line. Is it like 10 people?
2: I'd say more than 10.
0: It's uh, it, probably a thousand. It's a lot. Okay, Here's here's the funny thing. Josh Duke, big leader in sub two, helps a lot of people get deals here in Dallas. I never see him on my Zooms anymore. There's a lot of helpful students that are in sub two that I don't see anymore, but they're out there helping all the other students, right? Yeah. You guys- you, you show up to my Zooms a lot because you you and I are homies. Myron, I don't know what I got to do to deserve him to come Myron's to my Myron's like
2: your wholesale hotline guy or your Sunday oh, okay night guy. podcast guy. Okay, I always show up guy. for
0: Sunday service yeah. and wholesale Okay, hotline. you're on my Zooms.
2: I'm on the Zooms, for okay.
0: sure. So, but same thing with Alejandro Alvarez. Alejandro, are you on every Zoom that I do now or you were a year ago? Maybe you're, you're a year and a half ago, right? A year ago you were, but now you spend more of your time actually helping students get deals done, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you're a sub two student... Stop thinking about how do I do something and think what?
2: Who do I help?
0: No, who can help me? Who
2: can help me, yeah.
0: If I'm a brand new student, it's not how. It's never how. It is always who. Who is the person that's going to solve this problem for me? Who is the person that's going to help me fund this deal? Have you guys ever raised money from the Sub2 community? Yep.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Like 10 grand, 100 grand, couple hundred grand? Uh, 100 100 grand and a little bit more for Mm -hmm. another deal. Love it. Perfect. Um, okay, a couple more questions. What are some strategies you would do right now with $250,000 in cash? Uh, go to investwithpace.com and give Pace all $250,000 in cash. I knew you going to say that. I get, I'll tell you, I'll, I'm going to tell you something. This is a very common question I've been getting. So you guys have been seeing on my Instagram DMs that are my Instagram stories. I'll say, ask me a random question. Yeah. The most common question is, I got $100,000. What do I do with it? Burn it. I don't. What do you need $100,000 for? Like, if you don't know how to find a deal, raise capital, manage a deal, do those types of things, like, that doesn't, having cash actually doesn't provide any value to you. It's a, this is a weird conversation. Tell me.
2: No, it is weird. There's
0: an argument here. The argument is, well, yeah, I could do something with the money. Okay. Then what? Let's say you put the $250,000 into somebody else's fund as an LP, right? You can invest with Vina, You can invest with me. You can invest with Carolyn and Myron. You can invest with a lot of people that have active deals going on and you can get a monthly check going on. But guess what? The money's gone now. Next month, now the next question is going to be, hey, I no longer have $250,000. Now what do I do? Right. Because the $250,000 is now plugged in somebody else's deal. The thing you should be doing is stop thinking about how do I use my money? Think about what skills do I need to acquire to never have to use my own money ever again? Raising capital, that's a skill. Go learn how to raise capital. Finding deals, that's a skill. You don't have to use your own money to find deals. Okay. JVing with people, um, all, all of these amazing skills is what I would be learning instead. Because $250,000, if you invested it into somebody else's deal next month, you don't have any money. Right. And but if you want to, we are here for that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying here's what I'm people are thinking that I'm going to tell them to do something magical with that money. And it's going to then give them They're going to have a million bucks
1: like next year. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or they're going to learn anything from it. Yeah. What I'm saying is the most valuable thing that you would do, okay? Oh, I like this. What would you do to get to $100,000 from zero dollars? Let me finish this $250,000 answer real quick. Go invest the $250,000 in somebody else's deal that is active and kicking out cash flow. Like Vina and I just did a 192-unit deal. Our our, distri- our distributions on that 192-unit deal are coming out in like the next month or two, okay? Our North Carolina deal that we did, 408 units. People are getting checks. So if you want to invest in a deal, call Carolyn and Myron. Get a check every single month, okay? Invest with me. Go and invest and actually be a partner on a deal with me. Invest with Pace.com, Carolyn Myron, Carolyn.Briley, mm-hmm. and Myron, dot no. Briley. <laughs> Or just Myron, Briley. Myron DM. Briley DM them. If you guys have money, you want to put into a multifamily deal and get it working, then go there. But now what next month, how are you going to improve yourself? You got to go acquire skills. If you want to go make a lot of money, which then leads into Brandon Yang. What would you do to get to a hundred thousand dollars from zero? Interesting question. Um, I love this question. Bigger Pockets just asked me to do a whole series for their YouTube channel. You see that on my Instagram stories today? Yes, I did. They are like, we want to take your phone away. We want you to have zero money. We want you to sit on a park bench and we want to see what you would do in 30 days. I'm like, 30 days? Give me 30 minutes. Love it. Do you not feel like if you guys just go to our Sub 2 Facebook group, you couldn't get a deal done in 30 minutes? For sure. Don't give me a phone. They're like, we want to see how you're going to feed yourself. Here's how quickly I could do a deal. I, I could do a deal. I go into face our sub two Facebook group. I could scroll through the Facebook group. Oh, there's a deal. I would I would go, hey, I don't have a phone. Can we jump on a Zoom real quick fast? And I jump on a Zoom. I go, hey, your deal um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Go back to the seller, dude. Okay, fix it. Come back to me. And then I would go to the next post, the next post, the next post, the next post. Within probably two three hours, I'd have one or two deals that would be getting assigned to me. And I would then go and find somebody else to assign it to. Okay, great. Do that enough times and organize yourself that you'll be able to, to get. Um, yeah, Jonathan Newsom says, no reason you can't get to $100,000 from zero in 30 days. The problem is, here's the problem. That's me talking. Right. Even though I could tell you guys when you were brand new a year ago, do this, do this, do this. There's all these teeny little mechanics that have to, you have to learn the ability to hire people, maybe Carolyn. Absolutely. Right. Getting over that little hump, that mental roadblock you got, um, all these other things you've got to acquire as skills, um, time management being one of a thousand things you have to learn in order for me to say all this stuff and make it sound easy to actually have it apply to you. The person that's saying, how do I go from zero to a hundred thousand? They got a lot of mindset stuff. They got to overcome as well. Anybody feel like they've over... Alejandro, have you overcome any, any mindset stuff in the last couple of years? A lot. That has kept, was was there mindset stuff going on in the last couple of years that kept you from making $100,000? Correct, yes. Even though you were a pretty high operator even two years ago. Yep. Same thing with you guys. A lot of mindset stuff you overcome all the For time? sure,
2: all the time, still.
0: Okay. So um, I would say that go from zero to $100,000. Um, do Here's the simple answer that people want to hear. Go do 10 wholesale deals and make $10,000 on each one. Get them from the free Facebook group or the Sub2 uh, community. Go get 10 deals, assign them. Now the next question is, well, how do I do that? And this goes back to the guy that says, what would you do with $250,000 laying around? I, I Still, skills. it's always the same thing. Go acquire skills.
1: Right? Skills I think of one, of the, one of the best things, sorry, um, finding those deals, but then what, what you said next was assign it to another person. So I'm just thinking, I could I could find those deals. I could take them to Don Rich. Mm-hmm. I could take them to Alejandro,
0: DFW, anybody, right? Is DFD, who... has it become a thing now, Don? DFW? Oh, DFW? I love it, Don that's... freaking Don freaking Walker, DFW. Oh my gosh.
1: Finding those deals and knowing who to send them to, I think, and and networking with sub two students who are doing a lot of deals. I think that's one of the best things that we've ever done
2: yes finding people who are one step ahead of you versus where when we initially started out we were doggy paddling in the water because we were just talking to people that were in the same boat as us and to each their own like it's everyone's own individual journey but if you're not like being resourceful and reaching out to the people who have that business built out or who, ha- who have those steps in front of you who know what they're doing it's going to take a lot longer yeah. to get your traction and momentum. Carly,
0: go back to that post, that that thing that was just on the screen a second ago, please. But by the way, guys, give Carly Grundman some love in the comments. She is absolutely amazing. We, we love thank her, you, Carly. Carly. Isn't she a ray of sunshine? She
2: really is. She's just amazing. What we if talk-
0: everybody you hired was as good as Carly? Oh. would you be afraid you of hiring hire everybody?
2: Oh my gosh, you just hire <laughs> How many Carly? There's no, there's only one Carly.
0: I, in all my years, I've met one Carly. She's That's how amazing. special you are, Carly. Let me b- blow you a kiss, Aww. you unbelievable human being. She's, ama- she's amazing. She, um, her and her, her husband joined the, the mentorship without talking to her. Did you see the oh, yeah, I saw that,
2: that one year post. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. almost us. <laughs> um,
0: okay, cool. Uh, hey community, I just finished an appointment and bombed big time. Amazing. That Love makes it. me so happy. I, I remember the days when I used to bomb appointments too. You guys m- remember those days, your first phone call to a seller, your first phone call to a JV partner, oh. stumbling over, saying That's stupid disgusting. things. <laughs> um, the realtor was involved and not friendly. I got shook. There's no failing faster towards success. You, Monique, that is an absolute requirement um, for you to be successful is to go through that stuff. It's not, it's not just because I, I hear people go, oh, it's okay. It'll be fine. It's like, no, congratulate them. That is a requirement.
2: Fail forward. It's going to happen again. Yeah. And and by
0: the way, not going to shook you. No, it shouldn't. It won't (laughs) shook you. You'll, you'll expect it. And it's, it's, you know, this is also why I tease real estate agents a lot of times too, is that real estate agents, forget about real estate agents, anybody that's going to be nasty to you. It's not even about you. It's about some nasty thing that's going on in their life and you don't know what they're going through. And the older you get, the more you realize that. And it's easier to deal with people when you realize that they're really struggling as well. Everybody, here's the thing. Everybody's just trying to make money. Everybody's just trying to take care of their family and everybody's just trying to do the best they possibly can. And sometimes the way that they treat you is actually not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of how they, what they're going through and how they feel about themselves. So just Mm -hmm. love them the best you can. Uh, Joel, let's do one, one last question. Oh, great. I have gone a little long on this. This is great. I love this. Thank you. Um Joel says what are the types of multifamily to aim for when doing seller finance? Class A is definitely no seller finance. Now I'm going to challenge you Joel. I'm going to go get a, a class A on seller finance and I'm going to call it never mind I won't say that. Where is where is C class and some B class value adds does? Do we aim for mismanaged and owner? Bro, the reality is even in in class A, you're looking for mismanaged and and owner stuff. Like you're not at a hedge fund le- level. You're not going to be at Grant Cardone level, where you have three three hundred to six hundred million dollars in cash sitting in your bank account. So going and buying top notch operating val- um, top notch value not value top notch operating class A properties is not even on ninety nine point nine percent of multifamily operators' radar. That's hedge fund status. Okay, so that shouldn't be on your radar, regardless of what strategy you're doing. You're not there yet. Okay, unless, Joel, you're really good at raising two or three hundred million dollars a year, then we can have that conversation. But you're not there yet. So you always go after mismanaged properties. If I want to go get a multifamily deal right now, I'm going to go find a multifamily deal where the owner has owned the property for over 10 years and the property is probably 40 years old. I can almost guarantee if I call 100 owners, I'm getting a deal out of on seller finance. You agree with that? For sure. 100%. Okay. 30 units is kind of the minimum size. I wouldn't mess with anything smaller than that because now we've got a a potential nine unit, nine unit and 20 unit in Corpus Christi, but why would we go for those deals?
2: Because we already have an existing 30 units there and it would be with the same seller, same terms.
0: And the same what else?
2: Interest rate. And the
0: same what else? It's a who. It's a who
2: same seller property manager, property manager same yes. property, property manager, manager right manager, stephanie. and
0: and you when you met stephanie in corpus christi you were probably like man i'm impressed this girl's dope
2: she knows everything
0: we would like you would you trust her with an extra 40 units absolutely there you go so um if you already have 30 units or 40 units in, a, in an area it's okay to add on smaller multifamily as long as you have a great property manager that will say yeah i'll take those on um, but you don't want to start with nine, 12, 16 units, unless you want to be a mom pa owner that can't hire any help. Right. Yeah, you'll have to
1: manage those yourself.
0: Right. So we did this actually in the last elephant challenge, I showed people, um, how to find owners that own the property for over 20 years, properties that were 50 years older or older. And those people have a high likelihood of being mismanaged and ex- extracting all the cash out of the property and not reinvesting it back into the property. So. Um, Carly, we got an, we got one more question. Yeah. They zoomed, uh, Harper Belmont, um, zoomed in on the screen for us. I'm working on an eight unit in Dallas. Great. I bet you, um, Carolyn and Myron can help you out with that. What do I need to know besides the T12 and rent roll going to wholesale this? Um, okay. It sounds like a cash deal immediately turned, turned off to me. I don't want to touch a cash deal. Not interested at all. (laughs) Not many people do. Not many no, people want to touch cash deals. Here, the, to the challenge, them. Carlos, is that now your buyer right now that wants to buy that deal is either A, got to buy it cash, which no real estate investor wants to buy anything with cash, or B, they've got to go to a, a, a debt provider like Marcus and Millichap or somebody else that is going to give them an interest rate at 8%. So um, you've, got to, you've got to understand what your buyer wants. So here's what I would be doing, Carlos. I would be talking to your buyers first. When you're brand new and you want to wholesale, you should have a couple of buyers that own eight unit multifamily around that area and say, hey, are you looking to buy more? Okay. I hate to say this, but finding a buyer in a Facebook group is not the way to go. You're basically asking to do a JV with another wholesaler. So go to public record and find people that own eight units or larger and call them up and say, my name is Carlos. I find deals and I'm looking uh, for buyers to buy these deals also am i I allowed to talk about privy
1: sure privy is so great at finding buyers for deals like this so um the elephant challenge if you go watch the replays of elephant challenge pace tells you how to sign up for privy go do that and you can find a buyer really quick
0: yeah start start with privy.com and um it privy is great because it's simple out of all the things you could spend money on, Privy is one of those things that gives you MLS. We just got MLS access in Arizona, which is amazing. And Laura did a test. My wife, Laura, did a test on MLS data versus Privy. It is literally the exact same data.
2: Beautiful. It's Aww. phenomenal.
0: How's the, how's Privy and DFW? You guys use it here?
2: Yeah, we do. Every yeah, day. Is it good? It. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: We love Privy.
0: Um, love it. So Elephant Challenge is actually coming up. Oh, interesting. My t- This is the value of having a team. I didn't know we had a website called ElephantChallenge.info. I had no idea until right now. So great job, Carly. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Elephant challenge has been fun. Um, we are going to do some really fun stuff in the elephant challenge in the next couple of months. Um, this month is going to be multifamily. Next month, I plan on doing nothing but expired listings because I, I just get a lot of people are like, how do I do an Expired listing. So my wife is going to show people how to do expired listings. We'll do that for three days. Um, and then we're going to do a foreclosure challenge. Here's what we're gonna, my wife wants to do in April is she wants to have like 500 people on the elephant challenge, stop 500 sellers, foreclosures wow. and postpone them.
2: That's so impactful.
0: So impactful. Wow. Think about how many foreclosures we could postpone. So my wife wants to do that in April. So guys sign up for the elephant challenge. Um, it's so fun because, um, people are always thinking I'm trying to sell some shit. And then they're like two, day, two days or three days into the elephant challenge. You're like, you're not going to sell anything?
1: Right. No. Where's the pitch?
0: No, I just want people doing deals with my students. I want my students to, to be put in a leadership role and feel that stress and, and feel that growth. Look at you guys growing in the last 12 months.
2: Thank you. Thank we- you. Pam. Proud of you guys. It's mind blowing. It's like a surreal experience to go back to our first initial meet and greet and all of that yeah. and how that's evolved watching you run a meetup
0: watching you help so many other people get a lot of deals it's you know it's a lot, a lot like the people in this room st- sitting here in the studio with us i drove over here like don rich has done hundreds of deals you know buying title companies and lending money and doing all these things alejandro same thing expanding and growing more businesses and and doing all sorts of amazing things making their your life more efficient. And what's fun is that the questions never stop. The questions just change. Yep. And it's fun to watch you guys not have the same question. You have new problems and new challenges, and you guys are new people every single day that can adapt and and um, handle those challenges. So I'm super proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Very
2: us. grateful for you.
0: Um, are Carolyn and Myron going to be a part of the elephant challenge this week? I'm signed up and super excited. So um, I don't know. I don't want to bother Carolyn and Myron, but I probably will have Carolyn on there, not Myron. Dang. No, I'm good with that. No,
2: he's like, he's the supporter in the background. I know,
0: I'm just teasing. He's always the one that's running running things.
2: We got a tag team with the kids too. Yeah.
0: Is it better to have a real estate license as an investor? The answer to that is yes, Tammy. It is better to have a real estate license as an investor. However, do not go into getting a real estate license thinking you're going to be a real estate agent. I, I get another question, very common. You probably see this from time to time as well. People go, I'm a real estate agent. And how do I reframe my mind to not think about listings every time I talk to somebody about whole, you ever seen people ask that question?
2: Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Like they just want, they just want
0: to self do. They just want to do listings all the time. So if you get your license, here's how it helps you as an investor or marry somebody. That's what I did. I married somebody who has a license. It helps you because you have MLS access. You, um, also get to save money on your listings and maybe from time to time you have more credibility with another agent saying you're an agent, but also do you know who hates real estate agents more than anybody else? Other Not agents, agents. agents hate agents more than I can. I can explain to you. I've lived with an agent for 12 th- years. I have heard the most, ne- they treat each other horribly. They, sk- they kill each other's deals. What? They backstab oh it's
2: like multifamily. Oh,
0: it's 10 times worse. It's oh the no. absolute worst business. Real estate agents kill each other's deals. And if you're a real estate agent in- out here that disagrees with me, it's probably because your name is Karen and you're killing people's deals on a weekly basis. <laughs> Karen
2: How- the deal killer.
0: Ha- 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 Karen the deal killer. Um, so guys, thank you so much for coming in. Did I make <laughs> anybody mad? Uh Tara, Tara here. If I'm new, just signed up with prime for my LLC, waiting for my coach meeting and haven't done the sub two course yet. Should I wait to do the elephant challenge? Um, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I always tell people don't join sub two, just work with my sub two students, do deals with them, Get, lend them money. Um, you know, go work for them, go do whatever you got to do. Right. Um, I would not trust a sub two student. I would not trust a non sub two students in my DMS or my email. I would give that opportunity to somebody that is a sub two student and somebody yeah. also here that's local.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. For sure. Um, Ryan, let's, let's, or Carly, let's wrap up the show. Let's press end on the thing. I've no, I've no clicker, so I can't end the show, but thank you guys so much for being on. Um, Get creative. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Love it. Bye. Bye.